0: Welcome everybody to God Squad Church. My name is Pastor Boz. I'm the community pastor here at God Squad Community Care Pastor, just just the community pastor, the community care pastor. Uh, uh, Pastor Amanda was having trouble saying what she she is earlier. Now I gotta have my my own trouble saying it. You know what I mean? But I hope you guys are having a wonderful New Year's Eve so far. And guys, we just got through Christmas Day. We just got through Christmas Eve and Christmas Day and the craziness of it. And I pray and hope that your Christmas this year was phenomenal. Mine was very relaxing. Me and my wife, we just chilled out for a little bit. We actually uh, ordered a little bit of food for a treat for ourselves and we just sat down and we hung out with each other and had a good day. Um, And so we got to talk to, to our families and things like that. And I hope that you yourselves, you guys got to spend time with your family with people inside of your house. Maybe maybe you got an onslaught of presents, right? A lot of people, they get a ton of presents on Christmas Day. Some people only get a few. And no matter what present, listen, I know a lot of people that they make jokes about some of the presents that they get. Like obviously sometimes as you're when you're a kid, you get socks, right? And a lot of kids, they just take the socks, throw them behind them, kind of like the scene in A Christmas Story, if you guys have ever seen that movie. My favorite Christmas movie of all time, by the way. But f- personally, for me, I actually asked for socks every single Christmas. I want a thick pair of wool socks. My feet are always cold. I actually have on a pair of Sherpa slippers right now because my wife bought me a pair of Sherpa slippers. Praise the Lord for Sherpa slippers because they are warm and they are fluffy and they make my feet amazingly warm. So that's, that's a little bit about myself, though. <laughs> Maybe you know, I don't need to go into detail about that, but... Hope your Christmas was absolutely amazing. And guys, This time of year is really crazy. And it's hard for us to kind of survive this time of year specifically, right? You have Christmas, the whole entire, like buying of gifts and getting everything. And it's kind of crazy right around November. It starts December really kicks up the heat. Maybe you're one of those people you love to go into, like you go into go mode on like December 23rd, you get yourself to Walmart and, or wherever you're going to buy gifts, you're on Amazon, you're doing all the different things to be able to get different gifts for people. And it's a really stressful time of year, really. And then you have to do it again a week later, not necessarily the gift thing, but being everywhere, seeing this part of the family, seeing that family. And it's really difficult. Something that uh, somebody in my family, I don't want to call her out, but my sister, uh, when she got married and then uh, when she had kids as well, it got to the point where it was really hard for them to survive the holidays overall. And the reason why was because there was so much that was going on during the holidays, right? Holidays were no longer a day off. It was no longer a day to relax, but it was a day of time management. You go here, you go here, got to see the grandparents, got to see the parents, got to see this set of parents, got to see this set of grandparents. And they were all over the place. And by the end of every holiday or specifically Christmas, My sister would be so worn out by the end of the day, and she would just want to go home. She was just barely surviving the holidays. I don't know if you've ever been in a mode like that before. Maybe you feel like you've had a rough holiday for one reason or another, and you barely survived the holidays. And so how many of you have played a survival game before where you actually need to eat to survive in the game. Like like I'm talking about you need to consume some sort of food or resource in the game specifically to survive. Thing thing uh, it's not really a survival game and technically you don't need it, all right? But the first game that came to my mind when I'm thinking about this is Breath of the Wild, right? You need to eat in Breath of the Wild if you wanna get your help, your health up. You gotta go and cook your food. You gotta cook the meat and you gotta eat it so that you can raise your heart scene game. Another game, some people are putting Oregon Trail in the in the in the chat right now. I remember Oregon Trail, right? You know, so and so died of dysentery or dysentery. I don't even know what dysentery is. I should probably look it up someday. I'm not a doctor. But anyways. Uh, Another game that comes to my mind is Minecraft. I don't play a lot of Minecraft anymore. I actually don't play it at all anymore, but I know that you have to have your food all the way up for your health to be going up in that game. At least that's how it used to be played. Um, Rust is another game where I believe you have to have food. Uh, There's a game out there. I've never actually played it, but it's called Don't Starve. I'm pretty sure that has to do with food. I, I'm I'm not positive, but I'm pretty sure that one has to do with food. Don't starve. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but it. But I'm I'm pretty sure that don't starve. You have to. You have to. You have to eat food in that game. But today, guys, we're going to be actually talking about prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting. That's the title of the sermon. Prayer and fasting. Uh, and honestly, prayer and fasting. It's kind of a weird concept if you've never really looked at it if you've never talked about it if you've never understood why we do something like prayer and fasting they're coupled together we're going to talk about that in a little bit but prayer and fasting why would you pray and also starve yourself of food why would you pray and and take something out of your life like what's the meaning of that why do we do those types of things we're going to talk about how to pray and also how to fast, and we're going to talk a little bit about the reason why we do it as well. And really what we're going to look at is the best way to look at how to pray is Jesus actually taught us how to pray in the Bible. There's two different uh, there's two different gospels that he talks about it in. he talks about Matthew and he, and he talks about it in Matthew and he talks about it in the book of Luke as well. We see it in both of those. They have different it's not a different version of the prayer, but it's the way that they perceived it. It was their own perception and the way that they heard what Jesus was saying. But we're going to specifically talk about talk about the one that's in the book of Matthew today, uh, which is going to be Matthew chapter it's in chapter six and it's verses nine through 13. And so the way that Jesus taught us how to pray, we're going to talk about four A's today. And the first one is a door. So the, f- the way that Jesus starts this prayer, the- which is the Lord's Prayer, many of you have probably heard it before if you've been around church in any way, shape, or form. It says, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. A lot of people, they don't understand what hallowed mean. hallowed is just another way of saying the word hallowed. Holy. Holy be your name. If you don't know what holy means, a lot of people, they just think that holy is just like, you're great, God, but it's not just saying that God is great. It's saying that he is something different. To be holy is to literally to cut something or to separate something. He is completely separate from us. He is completely separate from from our humanity and our weakness. He is completely different. He is a brand new being. That is who God is. And so we start our prayers off with adoring God. And we'll dive into the four A's just a little bit deeper in just a second. The second A is a line. And it says here, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Asking for God's will to be done and not our own will to be done. The third A would be to ask. Give us this day our daily bread, our physical and material needs. Lord, give us this day our physical bread so that we can eat. And then he says, and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. Or maybe you've heard it, forgive us our debts and uh, and forgive us of our debts. The relational need that you need with other people. A lot of times our relationships are, are lost. A lot of times our relationships are broken for one reason or another. So the relational need that you need with others and the relational need that you need with God as well. And finally, he said, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. The moral need in our lives. We're all entangled in sin. We've all done things in our life. We've all done things that we're not proud of allowing us to ask god do not deliver us or do not do not tempt us not for god not to tempt us but to lead us not into temptation don't let us be in that place but deliver us from the evil one and then finally the fourth a and even though it's not a part of the lord's prayer it comes from mark chapter 1 verse 35 it says this in that in this verse. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. This is so 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 important this last A. I truly believe that it is and like I said, we'll go into all four of these in just a second. And so what I want you guys to do today, if you guys have a piece of paper lying around a pen or a pencil, what I would ask you to do is to get that out because we are going tomorrow, starting January 1st, we are going into 21 days of prayer and fasting. From January 1st until January 21st, we are going to be praying, we're going to be fasting, and we're going to be doing these things, but maybe you've never done this before. Maybe you're asking yourself right now, why would I even consider doing this? Listen, I want you to consider doing it. I want to motivate you to do it. I want it to encourage you to do this because I promise you that God will be doing things in your life and in the lives of other people around you. When we, when we do this, God is moving. He is always moving, but I truly feel that we can be drawn into such much deeper and closer relationship with God when we do 21 days of prayer and fasting. And so what I want you to do with that pen and paper that I asked you to get out is to write down these four A's that we're going to talk about today and kind of use your own words in how you're going to be praying and use it during this, the next 21 days of prayer and fasting so that when you're praying, you can look back and you can say, okay, This is something that I can be using. This is something that I can be saying. This is something that I can be talking about right now. This is something I can always do with God. And be using it in your daily prayer, even after the 21 days of prayer and fasting. It's so important. If Jesus taught us how to pray, and he says, pray like this, there's got to be something important that's got to be in there. And so the first A that we're going to talk about is adore. What is a door? It's expressing your love, your gratitude, and worshiping God for who he is, what he's done for you, expressing that love to him. You know, in, in any relationship that you have with other people, if you have a good relationship, not a toxic relationship with people that maybe is your spouse or maybe with your family, you express your love for that person. Every single day, I tell my wife that I love her multiple times a day. It's not that she doesn't know that I love her. She knows that I do. I, through my actions, through my words, through all of the things that I do, she knows. But there's, there's something that's so important about telling her every single day that I love her multiple times a day. When I'm getting off the phone, when I'm leaving the house, when I'm, when I'm just talking to her and I'm coming into my office to come and sit down and work or stream or whatever it might be, I tell her before I leave the room that I love her because it's important. And I think that we need to be doing that with God as well as showing our adoration for God. Psalm chapter 113 is an example of David who's showing his adoration for God. It's something that he says to God and he says this. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, you his servants. Praise the name of the Lord. Let the the name of the Lord be praised. How many times did he just say praise there? Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Let the name of the Lord be praised, both now and forevermore. From the rising of the sun to the place where it sets, the name of the Lord is to be praised. The Lord is exalted over all nations. His glory above the heavens. Who is like the Lord our God, the one who sits enthroned on high, who stoops down low on the heavens, on, on the earth? He raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the ash heap. He seats them in, with princes, with the princes of his people. He settles the childless woman in her home as a happy mother of children. Praise the Lord. So what I want you guys to do, whether it be today, after the sermon, maybe even right now, is use your own words to express your love and your adoration for God. Use your own words to express your love for him. Doesn't necessarily, it, can be, it can be thanking him for what he's done for you, but truly expressing that you love him. Why do you praise God? Why do you praise his name? What he, has he done in your life? Right? He saved us. He sent his son, Jesus Christ, to the on the cross. Every single time that I pray just about, I thank God because I think it's so important to say thank you for Jesus because there's so much that we would not have if it wasn't for Jesus Christ, expressing your, your love for God, telling him that you love him every single day. The first A of a door. The second A of praying is a line. Lining up your will with God's. This is, this is a difficult one, right? We, this is, I hear a lot of people, well, how do I know if it's God's will or not? And I'm not saying you can't pray for things that you want or you can't pray for things that you need. We're going to get into that in just a second. But aligning your will with God's will. Romans chapter 12 verses 1 through 2 says this. be transformed by the renewing of your mind, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's is. We can find what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. When we are close to God, when we are not doing what society tells us to do, when we're not doing what our friends are telling us to do necessarily. But when we are seeking God, when we are close to him, when we're obeying the word of God, when he is telling us to do things and we are close and we're doing those things, that's how we find what God's will is. It says that that will change the way that you think. You won't think necessarily of the things that you want anymore because you're not necessarily looking at what you need and what you want. You're looking at what God wants and what God knows that you need in your life because we're wrong a lot of the times. The things that we want, we don't necessarily want. I've seen a lot of people in their lives, they go into a time of prayer for something specifically, for a promotion or for something else, and they get whatever it is, and then a few months later, they're praying for God to get them out of the job, or they're praying for God to get them out of the situation that they asked to be put in in the first place. It happens all the time. It's happened in my life. I don't know if it's happened to you before, but it's definitely happened to me before. You will be able to approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And so what, I, what we want you to do, what I want you to do on that piece of paper, like I said, use your own words to dedicate yourself to God's long-term purposes and his present lead in your life. What does God want you to do? What is his what is will what is God's will for your life? Not what you want to do, what has God given to you? What is he telling you specifically to do? What is his will for your life? Right now and also in the long term as well. What is God's will for your life? Aligning your will with God's will because his will is perfect. The third A is ask. This is the one we all do. I think I think sometimes we spend a little bit too much time on the asking portion. We don't spend too much time on the adoration. We don't spend too much time on the aligning. We spend a lot of time on the asking portion. I know that I've done this in my life. I still do this sometimes. It's a weakness of mine, I will say. But seeking God's strength for your weakness, and that's OK, and we need to do that. Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 through 11 says this. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Verse 9. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, we'll give him a snake. If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? This is kind of a hard thing that Jesus is saying here, right? He's saying, he's saying first of all, he, he says, you're evil. But if you know how to treat your child well when your son asks for bread you don't give him some 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 rocks right if you're asked if your son asks to go to red lobster you don't take him to the pet store i'm not saying you take him to red lobster all the time but i'm saying if your son asks for something or if your daughter asks for something you know exactly what to give them in the time but if us in our weakness, in us in our depraved humanity, know how to treat our children well, how much more does a holy, loving God who's in heaven, how much more does he know how to treat you? To ask God for things, it says in verse 7, ask and it will be given to you. So we need to ask for God to intervene in our lives in multiple different ways, right? We talked about the physical need before. We need to ask for physical and material things in our life that we need, we really do. Finances is a very specific need that we have in our life that we do need to be able to live, to be able to have shelter, to be able to have food. We need those types of things in our life. And so to ask God for those types of things, it's not a bad thing. Maybe you're asking for something physical today. Maybe you have a physical or a mental or some sort of disability that's really hard to live with. Listen, sometimes doctors, listen, I I praise the Lord for doctors, okay? I'm not somebody that's against doctors or anything like that. I have doctors. I think we all need doctors, right? They're smarter than I am. They know things that I don't know. But I also believe that doctors don't know everything. I serve a God whose name is Jehovah Rapha. I serve a God who is my healer. So even though my wife has multiple health conditions, even though my wife has a lot of chronic things going on, that I have chronic things going on, that maybe you have chronic things going on in your life, I have multiple sclerosis, right? And I am so blessed to have such great doctors. But here's the thing. One thing that all of my doctors tell me, that multiple sclerosis will never go away. But you know what? They don't know that I serve a God who created this body. They don't know that I serve a God who is Jehovah Rapha. They don't know that I serve a God that is a God that is above everything. And so what I believe is that if it was inside of God's will and God wanted to, he can heal me today. I've seen gradual things happening in my wife over the past several years that we've been married where we didn't know if she was going to walk again. We didn't know if she was going to be able to eat certain foods again. But you know what? Because of the gradual healing that God does in our lives, that things that other people say are impossible, things that people say that that can't be done, my God can do it because he does the impossible. Asking for things from God for our material and physical needs as well. Maybe, You have a relationship that's in need of improvement today. We talked about relationships as well earlier. Maybe you need improvement in your relationship with God himself. Your relationship with God, maybe maybe you haven't been doing too well. Maybe you haven't been diving into the word of God on a daily basis. Maybe your relationship with your spouse is lacking. Maybe your relationship with your family is not well. Maybe your relationship with your friends is not going well. Maybe there's something that you've done to them and you need to ask for forgiveness. Something that may have been done years ago and you don't know why things have been different from that day, but you need to go and you need to ask for forgiveness or even more so a lot of times. Maybe somebody's done something against you and you haven't quite fully forgiven them yet. You continually bring it up in your mind. You're continually getting aggravated every single time that you think of a specific situation. Making sure that, yes, that we're asking for forgiveness, but also that we're forgiving others as well. Allowing our relationships to improve and grow. And then finally, the moral battle that you might be losing in today. These are tough things. All of us struggle with sin. I struggle with sin. We all struggle with sin. The only human being who did not struggle with sin was Jesus Christ himself. Fully human and fully God, he did not struggle with sin. He lived a completely pure and perfect life, but you and I, we all have baggage that we're carrying. We all have the struggles that we have in our lives. Now, I don't know the struggle of every single person that's listening today, no matter whether you're listening right now, maybe you're listening on YouTube or somewhere else. I don't know the specific struggles that you have in your life today that you're struggling with, but there is a battle constantly going on in our life, and we need to be in relationship and in prayer every day with God, fighting those battles. We have to. There is no other way around it. Whether you're struggling with alcohol, maybe you're struggling with with, with swearing, maybe you're struggling with, with stealing, maybe you've been struggling with saying bad things against other people and gossiping and talking about other people behind their backs. Maybe you've been struggling with pornography, maybe you've been struggling with an addiction to something. I don't know your struggles, but what I do know is that on a daily basis, we need to be getting down on our hands and knees, and we need to be in constant prayer and battling against these things. You're not going to be able to do this by yourself. You will not be able to do these things by yourself. You need people, yes, other people in our lives, and I think that's important for us. You know, we talk about experiencing community here. We want people to be in community with each other and helping each other in their struggles. But we also need to be in communion with God every day, praying and asking for strength. What moral battle are you losing today? Like I said, write these things down. And then finally the fourth a. And I think this is this is so important. Like I said, this isn't a part of the Lord's prayer. But putting yourself before God to hear his voice. So many times people ask me, "Well, I'm not hearing from God." I'm not hearing from God. How can I hear from God? Attend putting yourself before God. To hear his voice. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31 says this But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Give time for God to speak to you, give time to allow for God to speak to you. It is so, so important. And as you listen, write down any distractions that you might have in your life. As you're listening to God and as you're praying, write down distractions and get them out of the way. What are the distractions that are pulling you away from God? What are the distractions in your life where you could be spending time in prayer, where you could be doing this with God, but you haven't been because something else is distracting you? And then write down any impressions that you receive from God. Because you see, like I said before, people ask me why they don't hear from God. But when you're only spending a couple of minutes, a minute here, a minute there that you're spending with God, you're not going to hear a lot from him. If, if I'm not listening to my wife on a daily basis, if I'm not talking to her daily, I'm not going to hear anything from my wife, right? Now, there is a thing called selective hearing as well. I think all, all everyone has that, whether you're a husband or a wife or you're just a human being. We all have selective hearing. I'm not talking about that, but I'm talking about actual communication in relationships with other people to have communication and a good relationship with those people, we need to be listening. Spending time with God is so, so important. And we see Jesus doing this. We read Mark chapter chapter uh chapter uh, 1 verse 35 before, where it says very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. But we don't just see this there. We see it all over the New Testament. We see it everywhere. We see Jesus getting up, going to a solitary place. We see it in the garden of Gethsemane. We see it when he's trying to go up on a mountain and trying to get away from the people, but then he sees the people coming towards him. He goes away from the disciples when they get on a boat to go to the other side. And then Jesus goes away by himself, but then he walks on the sea he actually gets into the boat. We see Jesus always doing this, but why? Because he, spend, he wanted to spend time with his father, and we need to be spending, if Jesus needed to do it, how much more do we need to be doing it? Jesus was always, always, always trying to find time to spend time with his father, with God, and we need to be doing that as well. We need to spend time with God, attend, be there, put yourself before God to hear his voice. But then we get into the interesting concept that we talked about before. Fasting, it's coupled with prayer. It's not called prayer. It's not called fasting. It's called prayer and fasting because if you're just fasting, literally Just a diet that you're going on. If you're planning on doing this fasting thing, but you're not planning on spending time with God, if you're not planning on opening up his word and, and praying on a daily basis, you're just going on a diet that's all that it is. It's just a new diet that you're going to have for the beginning of the year. A lot of people in their new New Year's resolutions, I know they're going on diets. People are going to go running. They're probably going to break it in February sometime. I, I, I know. I know, the, I know the cycle. I've done it too before, not the dieting necessarily, but I've done those things before. But prayer and fasting, it's coupled with prayer. So why do we fast? We pray and fast for clarity in our lives. Decluttering your, your life allows room for the Lord to speak to you. A lot of times, the different things that we're fasting from, it helps you to have more time in your life. It, it, it takes some of that distraction, some of those clutter, uh, the clutter away, right? If, we're, if you're praying and fasting from food specifically, you take time through the day, something that you require in your life as a human being, food. We need food as sustenance to give us energy. We need food to help us to have focus. We need food on a daily basis to help us to run because we are human. And that's how God created us. However, when we pray and fast, we're relying more on God than we are than relying on the food or the the the, the drinks that we have. Right? We're relying on God more than just the food or whatever it is that you're fasting from in your life. We pray and fast to refill because nobody can pour out of an empty cup. If I took this cup right now, it's my Hufflepuff mug, praise the Lord, I am a Hufflepuff, and I pour out of it, there's nothing in here. There was something in here earlier, but there's, there's nothing in here now because it's been used up. If I, took, if I took my other mug over here, my Slytherin one, I poured this one, I would make a big mess because there, there's, actually, there's actually a drink in this. <laughs> but but for, the, for uses of this, if you pour out of it, there's nothing coming out. And you yourself, you can't pour out of an empty cup. If you haven't been filled up, you can't give something to somebody. If somebody's asking you for something, but you are empty and you are running out empty, you can't give to them. But when we pray and fast, we are refilling ourselves up. We're refilling ourselves with more of God, with being closer to Him. And when people are asking you for something that they need, or maybe you need to just give something for whatever reason to someone, You have the ability to pour out because now you are overflowing. You're able to pour out because it is a full cup. Let me tell you, I've been empty before and I've tried to pour out of an empty cup and it is a really unhealthy place to be. But as we pray and fast, this is a way for you to refill. And then finally, we pray and fast for a breakthrough. Now. I'm going to make this clear. Hear this clearly. Your prayers and fasting do not move the hand of God. Your prayers and fasting, it does not move the hand of God, but rather it allows God to move in and through you. Let me, let me say that one more time. Your prayers and fasting do not move the hand of God, but rather it allows God to move in and through you. You're going to grow into a deeper, loving relationship during the next 21 days if you go into a time of prayer and fasting. I promise you that. I promise you that every single day that you open up the word of God, God is going to say something specifically to you. When you are praying to him, he is, you're going to grow in a relationship with him. It is so important. It, it, and not even just during the next 21 days to be reading our Bible and to be praying. It's important to do it every single day. The only way that you can grow in your relationship with God is if you're praying, you're reading, you're spending time with him. But during these next 21 days, the prayer and fasting allows us to be more reliant on God rather than relying on the things of this world, rather than relying on food, rather than relying on this to take up our time. We're relying on God specifically. So, now we're going to talk about the, the few different ways that there are to fast specifically. These are talking specifically about food for the most part. But there is first the regular fast. What is a regular fast? A regular fast is when you abstain from all food and drink except for water. A lot of people have done this. I've never actually personally done a regular fast. I'm not allowed to, and I'll get to that in just a second on the reason why I'm not allowed to, but a regular fast is when you abstain from all food and drink except water. This is really, really difficult for a lot of people to do. The partial fast... This is a type of fasting that involves abstaining from a particular type of food. A lot of you may have heard of the Daniel fast when he was in Babylon. That's an example of it. It comes from Daniel chapter 10, verse 3. If you guys want to look at that, the Daniel fast, it's a lot of just natural things that only God gave, right? It's no no meat, no anything that comes from animals. It, it's a lot of vegetables and just very like raw material of what God made and created, right? Another popular type of partial fast is a liquid fast, removing certain types of drinks from your diet. This can be alcohol, caffeine, soda. Let me tell you something about caffeine, okay? There are people out there. I'm not even lying. It is difficult for them to get rid of coffee out of their daily habit, okay? There are coffee lovers out there, and they turn into mean-spirited people. I'm just kidding. They don't turn into mean-spirited people, but when you take away somebody's coffee that has coffee every day, let me tell you, there's there's something else that happens, okay? But that's another type of fast as well, taking away a specific drink out of your diet, whatever that liquid might be, something that maybe you have on a daily basis, something that you lean upon to give you strength throughout the day, to give you energy throughout the day right caffeine coffee gives you energy throughout the day and another form of partial fasting is abstaining from one particular or a couple of particular meals each day excuse me and finally there's there's two more types of fasting but this one's kind of coupled in the same thing an absolute fast An absolute fast is when you abstain from food and drink of any kind. No water, no nothing. However, you should only do this for a short period of time. Going longer than three days without eating or drinking can be extremely dangerous for your body. I will say this. Be safe. If you're doing some type of food fasting, be safe about it. There are certain people that are in specific medications and they need to eat for certain reasons or whatever it might be. Be safe when you are fasting. Me specifically, I said I would say this earlier, I have multiple sclerosis. I have to ask my doctor what I'm able to do for prayer and fasting. And what they told me is that I'm not allowed to go more than 24 hours without food because what ends up happening is I start have recurring symptoms of what I experienced when I first got when I first got diagnosed with MS. So some of those symptoms will start to come back if I don't eat for a specific period of time. And so what I want you guys to do if you have specific medical conditions or anything like that, what I would tell you to do ask your doctor. Be safe about it when you're going into a time of prayer and fasting. The last thing that I want to see or hear is that somebody did something that you know because they misheard or they they took it a different way and they got hurt because of it. This is not something that's supposed to hurt you. This is supposed supposed to help you get closer to God. And yes, it's tough. Yes, it's difficult. Yes, there's going to be times that you're like, I'm really I'm really hungry. Right? Saw somebody in the chat put, I we get hangry sometimes. We do. I get hangry too. But We get hungry and we have those hunger pangs. It's supposed to be difficult and it is difficult, but we're relying on God for sustenance, but I don't want you to be doing it so that it harms you in some way, shape, or form that's really serious. The final type of fast is a supernatural fast. There have been instances when God enabled someone to fast in ways that they could not do on their own. Moses abstained from food and water, food and water for 40 days and nights in Deuteronomy chapter 9, verse 9. This is an example of a supernatural fast, right? It allowed God to have Moses to do something specifically. What's important during these next 21 days of prayer and fasting, though, is that you make a commitment to discipline yourself into a lifestyle of prayer and drawing closer to God. Making a commitment to do those things and disciplining yourself into having a lifestyle of prayer and committed and drawing closer to God, committing yourself to those things. And here's here's the great thing about this sermon that you guys are hearing right now. The challenge for it is actually really easy to remember. It's really easy to remember. Make it a priority over the next 21 days to pray and fast, regardless of if you feel like it. Saying that's easy? Yeah, it's easy to remember. Regardless if of if you feel like it, make it a priority over the next 21 days to pray and fast with us. It's not easy sometimes. Sometimes you're going to have that moment where you really just want, to, you just want to indulge on some food. But I promise you, as you go through the next 21 days of prayer and fasting, I promise you so much that when you have those moments and you're relying on God rather than the thing that you're abstaining from, I promise you that God is going to move in your life. You're gonna see different things that you've never seen before. You're gonna feel closer to God at the end. And let me tell you, it helps you. It helps to train you into a new lifestyle of prayer as well and spending time with God. There's gonna be moments where yes, you have that hunger pang, but you're gonna remember because of the hunger pang that you should be going to the Lord in prayer rather than indulging on your lunch or whatever it is that you're gonna be abstaining from. And when you do that, you're training yourself and disciplining yourself to be spending time with God, allowing him to sustain you. Yes, we need food. Yes, we need water as human beings. We need those things. God knows that, but we need him so much. We need him so much more. He will sustain you. And so what we're asking you guys to do this year. I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to set a standard in your life and what better way to be held accountable than to do this in with, with community, with other people. Whether it's you calling a specific friend that's within the community, within the church that you trust, that you can be with and to help them to keep you accountable and you can keep them accountable as you go through the 21 days of prayer and fasting. Maybe you wanna do this with your small group. I'm encouraging all of the small group XP leaders to do this with us and to encourage the groups as well to go into a time of prayer and fasting. All of the ministries, people in different ministries, whether it's the women's ministry, the mod squad, the community care team, the prayer team, be helping people to be accountable with one another. Something like we always say here at God Squad Church, I said this before, We say every week is experience community. When you're in community with each other, you can continue help people to stay accountable. And we encourage you to do that during the next 21 days. Somebody saying, hey, I don't know if I can go throughout the next 21 days. I don't know if I can do it today. Keep it up. You can do it. Encouraging one another and helping them to get through the next 21 days of prayer and fasting. In our Discord, we have a section specifically dedicated to prayer and fasting. I think it's called PNF. Um, uh, I, I had somebody who didn't discover what it meant until last night, it took them a little while, but it, it's the prayer and fasting section of our Discord. We got a few different things in there. We have resources to help keep you on track every single day. It's got different specific, it's got specifically a, a guide for each day that you can be praying about, things that you can do, things that you can be thinking about throughout the day so you can stay on track with the prayer and fasting. There's also some fun things in there as well. You're going to see in the next day or so, a lot of people are going to be changing their discord pictures. We got we got profile pictures in there that you can change your profile picture to. Um, it's something that our media director, Solup, she created. And so we got the green, the orange, the blue, and I think there's a purple one as well. I already got mine changed to green, but you're going to see a lot of people doing this. And when you see other people's discord profile pictures, you know that they are with you in the 21 days of prayer and fasting. This is somebody that maybe you can help keep accountable and maybe they can help keep you accountable as well. Doing this together as a church and as a community, it is so healthy. And every day that you log into your your Discord, you're gonna see that profile picture. Maybe it will remind you of what you're doing every single day for the next 21 days. I truly believe that during this time of prayer and fasting, it's gonna help us to grow closer to God it's going to allow him to change or to it's going to allow him to have room in our lives to change us and also to change the lives of every gamer that we meet every single day i encourage you to do this 21 days of prayer and fasting with us let's go to the lord in prayer father i thank you i thank you so much for who you are And I thank you, God, that we have the ability to be able to be with each other today, that we have the ability to talk about you, that we have your word, that we can pray to you, that we can be with you on a daily basis, Lord. And I pray right now, God, that as we go into the 21 days of prayer and fasting, I ask you that you would give us the motivation and the encouragement as well to be able to do this with strength and to be leaning upon you. I know that it's difficult and it's us and our humanness and on our, our weakness, it is so, so hard. And I know that you know that more than anybody. You see us, you see our hearts. And so we ask Father that you would help us starting tomorrow to truly be disciplined in what we're doing, in what we're giving up, and to rely on you for sustenance. To rely on you to give us the strength that we need to continue throughout our day and to continue throughout our lives. Let us continue glorifying you and praising your name. We thank you, God. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray.
1: Amen. Amens in the chat. Guys, if you enjoyed that sermon, can you put some hearts in the chat? Especially, we mentioned this in the beginning of service, but Pastor Daylight was actually supposed to preach today, but he's got a very, very, very bad migraine today. So Pastor Boz, like a legend, stepped up last minute, to deliver this awesome message on prayer and fasting. And if you learned a lot, if you benefited from it, um, put some hearts in the chat for sure. Uh, we just are so excited for the 21 days in prayer and fasting. And I wanna know, I would actually love to get kind of like a, a round off in chat. Is that? I don't even know if that's the right word, but it may, I think so, but I'm not sure. But if you plan on doing and participating in the 21 Days of Prayer and Fasting, can we get some I'm in? If you are participating in the 21 Days of Prayer and Fasting, I would love to see in chat who's doing it. If you're in, let us see the I'm in in chat. I'm in, I'm not gonna type it because I got a lot of things going on here. (laughs) But I am in, Um, I'm gonna be reaching out to my XP group to see who is in and so, Yeah, it is going to be awesome. Sound off, is that, was that what I said? I think it's what I said. Round off, did I say round off? I think I said round off. Yeah, Pastor Boz is nodding his head. (laughs) Okay, I meant sound off, I meant sound off. You know what I mean, you know what I mean. Awesome, I'm so glad, and like Pastor Boz mentioned, we have a section in the Discord Uh, with all of the materials, the resources that you guys will need, including if you guys are in, I definitely encourage you to change your profile pictures. There are four different colors that you can download. I did purple, Pastor Boz did green. Um, So we got other people in the community who have already started to change their profile picture. It's literally just like 21 days. I think it says 21 or 21 days, Um, but it'll be a great encouragement for the community to see who is participating in these 21 days in prayer and fasting. So I definitely encourage you to check out that section in the Discord. It's located right under the community category. It's its own category with several channels. There's even voice channels. So if the meditation room, for example, is busy or full, um, there are a few other voice channels um, that you can use to get together with people and pray. And seriously, guys, we seriously encourage you to get together with people in the community to do this together, to pray together. Um, even if you can't do it, you don't, it's, if you can't do it daily, that's okay. If you want to do it every now and then, Hey, that's great. Um, or even if you just need that accountability just to remember or to, to be able to push through because depending on what you're fasting, I know it can be tough, but with God's help, we can do it. We just got to rely on him these 21 days and we're going to do it. We got this. We got this. Awesome. 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 Well, if you guys are newly joining us in service Um, maybe if you joined in during the sermon, um, we would love for you to fill out this connect form. If you haven't already, this is a great way for us here at the church to get to know you. And, um, you know, if you're looking to get plugged in, if you have questions about the church, if you even need prayer, um, whatever that may be, we would love to get to know you, find ways that we can serve you, pray for you. Or even if you'd like to get involved, um, filling out this form would help us you know, start that process of seeing you get involved, whether that's joining an XP group, serving, um, whatever that may be. We would love for you guys to fill that out. And guys, I do want to say all of this is made possible because of your giving and your generosity. We are able to exist here at God Squad Church completely because of this amazing community's generosity. We just saw it a few weeks ago during Waymaker Week. God is huge. <laughs> God is huge. He's incredible and so faithful. And we hit our goal of nine to six thousand dollars for 2023. Um and but he, he couldn't have done that without Waymakers like you. And so we appreciate each and every one of you who, you know, believe in us and want to continue to see God Squad Church continuing its mission to reach Gamers for Christ here on Twitch, Discord, all of the places. And so um, if you would like to give, if you would like to support, um, we would absolutely love that and appreciate it so, so much. Um, Acting, uh, giving is an act of worship. It's an act of worship. Giving is a way for us to partner with God so that he can continue to change lives so that we can see his kingdom grow. It's not about growing the kingdom of God squad. It's about growing God's kingdom. (laughs) No matter what that looks like. We're just a part of that, right? We're just a part of it. And so there are multiple safe and secure ways that you can give. You can give any amount, whether it's a one-time amount or a recurring amount. You can type exclamation point give in chat. Um, You can click the link in the chat or panel below the stream to give through PayPal. You can give through our website at godsquadchurchcom give. And if you reside in the United States of America, you can text any amount to the number 84321. That's a very easy way to set up your giving. Um, so we are so thankful. Thank you so, 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 so much for your giving. It is because of your faithfulness and generosity that we are able to continue to make a difference across the world.